I'm Andrea Hope, and this is To Mother. Episode 52, Baha'i Holy Days. Hey lovelies, I'm Andrea Hope, a Baha'i mom, a poet, a mother, among many other things, and this is my podcast To Mother, where I share my recommendations and insights about parenting with purpose in the modern world. So I share some quotes from the Baha'i writings that inspire me, some practical tips and resources, and sometimes my poetry. So my lovelies, my lovelies, I have to say that I dropped the proverbial ball (laughs) by not doing an episode about the twin holy birthdays. Gosh, Um, yeah, time just got away from me. Of course, we did celebrate in our community and in our family, but hopefully you were able to go back to my previous episode and hear some ideas about the twin holy birthdays. But The beauty of the Baha'i faith is that with our holy days, there's no set traditions and routines. So every year you can see new ideas and new ways that people are celebrating. For instance, in my community this year, uh, one family made a present box with a little cut in the middle. And so it was this really beautiful decorated present box with a sun on it and it had a little slit in the middle. And our task was to write down something or draw something on a piece of paper that we would want to gift to Baha'u'llah and the Bob. And so we put stuff like being kind, trusting in God, things like that. And then we would put it on a little colorful piece of paper and then put it into the the present box. So that was a really cool thing that I've never done before that I would definitely be interested in doing again or even maybe making a big card together as a community. But today, because of the whole idea of celebrating different holy days, um, I wanted to talk generally about Baha'i holy days because I think sometimes it can be difficult to know how to celebrate or decorate because we don't have those traditions where, you know, some other holidays, commercial holidays or holidays from other religions, you have a very clear idea of what it looks like. So I wanted to talk in general about holy days and give some living the life tip that might be helpful in terms of thinking overall how you keep track of the Baha'i Holy Days. So the reading that I'm going to do is from the preface of the book Days of Remembrance. It isn't the holy writings of the faith, so I'm not going to do the music, but it is you know, presented from the Baha'i World Center, and it's the beginning of the book before it gets into the writings, and I just want to read the very first paragraph of that. The observance of holy days occupies a central place in every religion. Through their commemoration, the calendar year becomes a stage on which the signal events associated with the life and ministry of the divine manifestations of God are annually remembered and honored. This remembrance has both a personal dimension, providing a time for reflection on the significance of these events, and a social dimension, helping to deepen the identity and foster the cohesion of the community. So this is bringing our attention to the fact that every religious group has holidays, has holy days, special days that they commemorate that connects the believers to the manifestations of God. So on a personal level, it connects us in reflecting on their life of service and their teachings. And then on a social level, believers, whichever manifestation is being followed at the time, it brings those believers together as a community to deepen their identity. This is something that's really important to me as a Baha'i that I make sure to celebrate the Baha'i Holy Days as a community and as a family and to really try and think deeply about the significance of each of the days. There are nine holy days that we have as Baha'is that we don't go to work. And then oftentimes there's also a Yamiha that is celebrated very widely and joyously. 
and the Day of the Covenant and the Ascension of Dubaha. Those are some of the other holy days that we celebrate, but there are nine main ones. So I do try to think about the significance of each of those so that our holy days don't become something that's symbolic in nature, but disconnected from its root. I will use, for my example, the 4th of July, because I don't want to use a religious example and zero in on a specific religion. But the 4th of July, when you think of it, a lot of times in the United States, you think of flags, which are related to the United States, and you think of having a barbecue. But if that's all that's passed down generation after generation, or if that's what's talked about most in the media, then the 4th of July becomes just a time where you barbecue and have American flags and you lose the significance of why do we celebrate that day. So actually the 4th of July is about independence. It's about what the American values are and what the country stands for. So a way to celebrate it in keeping with the history or the mindset behind it would be maybe to read the Constitution, to study the Declaration of Independence, to think in your community about ways right now where people's freedoms are or are not being protected and what can we do about that. So really still to have a celebratory mindset about it and still to be excited, but really to connect with the history and make sure that the events are more than just a symbolic surface level celebration, but that we are mindful of what the history is behind the event. So for me, that is something that I do try to keep in mind with each day. Why might we be celebrating a birthday? Why might we be celebrating this declaration? How did they celebrate it at the time? What is the significance of this day? So some things that I do for myself, because Baha'is follow the body calendar, which is not following the Gregorian calendar, and our dates can change every year. There's not a big difference in the dates you know it's always like the same month or the same time period but it's not exactly the same date on the gregorian calendar every year and since i live in the united states and so i am most familiar you know with the january through december calendar i actually have posted on my wall a baha'i calendar and also a list of all of the baha'i holy days and around what days they fall so for instance the twin holy birthdays falls towards the end of October, the beginning of November. So it just keeps me looking forward to the holy days, having a visual of when they are, as I said, because it's not always exactly the same day. It's important for me to be in a mindset that, okay, around this time, we're gonna have a holy day and maybe I need to check and make sure I know exactly when the date is and when it starts. And also we celebrate from sunset to sunset. So that's something also as Baha'is that we have to keep in mind. But the living the life tip I wanted to share is for your family to create a holy day storage box. So taking this time each year to think about the holy days is really important, but also thinking about sustainability and thinking about family culture. It's not like Baha'is are against tradition. It's just that we don't have a tradition that's for all Baha'is everywhere. You can definitely bring your own culture and your own family history and the things that you like and your interest into what your traditions are. So I thought it would be really cool to take some time to think about what are ways that our family might celebrate and honor these different times of year, these different holy days, and create a storage box so that there are some items that you always have so that one, you're not being wasteful, so there are things that you can reuse, and then also that you're making a clear distinction for your family and your children about the symbols of these different holy days. 
I think it's just really important, particularly in American culture, where there's a lot of visual, <laughs> there's a lot of visual representation and joy around holy days that my children and my family also feel as Baha'is that it really is a special time when we have holy days that there's a special significance to it that's going to be memorable memorable for them and that's going to help deepen the identity of what it means to be a Baha'i what it means to be a spiritual person what it means to have your own traditions and history of your religion and your culture so some of the things I thought could go in a holy day storage box is that you could think about the major, maybe then you want to start with the nine major holy days. Three of them are during the festival of Rizan, the first, the ninth, and the twelfth days. So those can kind of go together in terms of thinking about what you want to get. But think about these holy days and think, are there certain themes that I've read in the stories or that I've come to know that I feel like really fit well and can remind me of the significance of this day. One thing that I really love that I would like to see more of and something that I want to work on making myself is wreaths. I really like seeing wreaths on people's doors like for the different seasons. So I think maybe having a wreath for whichever holy day that you feel like it would go best with would be a cool idea. It's also something that you could have on your door that might attract other people or interest other people. Oh, what does that say if it says happy ayami ha? or happy Narvas or something like that they could be interested in what is that reef about and buntings there are definitely several small businesses of Baha'is that sell buntings that say happy twin holy birthdays happy festival of Rizan things like that so buntings is always a great thing that you can reuse over and over again balloons are a very joyous thing you could think about maybe what colors or what shapes and things like that and you could have some balloons already in your box so that you just always have them as a backup or you know that you're just ready to put up some nice balloons flowers are wonderful i think having fresh flowers is really nice i love having fresh flowers and it's just a beautiful thing it also reminds me of being in the gardens the baha'i gardens in Akka and haifa so that might be something that you want to get each time <laughs> but there's also of course you can make silk flowers or you can make flowers out of cloth and things like that string lights are a great Thing. I mean, who doesn't like a beautiful string light either within your house or on your balcony to celebrate a special occasion and candles and lanterns. These really speak to me because I know it's something that they would have also used back in the days of the early believers. So having some beautiful special candles could be really nice and creating an atmosphere of either commemoration or celebration. Of course, you want to keep in mind the time of day. Also, there's some specific times of day. Some of our holy days are celebrated in the evening and some are right in the middle of the day. So that could also help you decide what kind of ways that you want to decorate and what you want to think about. Just to throw some ideas out there of things that I've noticed or things I picked up from stories that go well with some of the major holy days. For example, for Rizvan, there is a story of Baha'u'llah passing out roses to be given to his friends and followers in the city. So I always think of roses during Rizvan, you know, whether that's you could get rose string lights or, you know, your wreath could be 
filled with roses and nightingales and the relationship between the singing nightingales and the roses is a really beautiful thing that you could think about. Another symbol using stars, either the twin five-pointed stars or a five-pointed star and a nine-pointed star to celebrate the festival of the twin holy birthdays. So Abdul Baha actually created what's called the ringstone symbol, which is the symbol that obviously is on a lot of Baha'i rings. And there are two stars on either side of the calligraphy that represent the manifestations of Bab and Baha'u'llah. So when you're thinking about the twin holy birthdays, that might be something that you want to incorporate in your decorations. Two stars that are parallel to one another. So those are just some examples. Again, there's no particular way to celebrate these holy days. So I don't want to give too many detailed ideas, but I do just want to share some of the things that I thought about and seen. And to go along with that, my resource is to read the book Days of Remembrance, selections from the writings of Baha'u'llah for Baha'i Holy Days. So these are only writings from the Prophet Baha'u'llah and they cover Naruz, the birth of the Bab, the declaration of the Bab, the martyrdom of the Bab, the birth of Baha'u'llah, the days of Rizwan, and the ascension of Baha'u'llah. So this is really in terms of centering yourself and getting an idea of how these days are supposed to be remembered and what is the significance of them. This is a goal that I've set for myself in the coming weeks is to read through the book Days of Remembrance and try to get a deeper understanding of what Baha'i Holy Days mean. So I don't have a poem today, but I decided that I wanted to close by sharing some of my memories of celebrating the Baha'i Holy Days in Haifa at the Baha'i World Center. And I thought it might be interesting for people who haven't been or who just want to, you know, remember what it was like to be there. Some of the things that stood out to me about celebrating the Holy Days. So one of the things that stood out for me I'm just imagining myself back at the Baha'i World Center in the beautiful gardens, sitting in a chair waiting for the beginning of a Holy Day celebration. And one of the things that really stood out to me about that time was how much of a community effort the Holy Days were in celebration, that so many people were able to be a part of it. So whether that was people setting up chairs or setting up refreshments to enjoy for those who are gathering before the Holy Day just to socialize and to connect with one another, or whether that was people welcoming and helping people to find their seats. And then of course, beautiful readings that were selected and there were readers, always a different group of readers that would share chants and prayers and stories for each occasion and they would be in different languages and so that was another volunteer opportunity. I often served during the children's program so there would be a couple of readings and prayers and then they would excuse children from 3 to 10 to go to their own program so that was a volunteer service. The other thing that I remember very clearly about the program was that we would read the tablet of visitation at the Holy Days, everyone would stand up and a member of the House of Justice would read it as we stood facing towards the shrine. And then they would ask us to circumambulate, which just means to go and do a big circle as a group around the shrine in complete silence as a group. And the thing that stood out most strongly for me about that was hearing the footsteps of the group. So it's just 
this quiet in the air, but then beneath our feet there are, you know, these footsteps crunching. And it's, it was just such a beautiful therapeutic sound for me. The fact that there was this steady rhythm of hearing the sound of stones or brick or uh, pebbles underneath our feet crunching steadily in unison. So you hear this community that is in unity, but also in silence and reverence. That That's one of the most beautiful memories that I can remember of being at those holy days, walking in unison around the shrines and just showing honor and respect to the manifestations of God. And then the other beautiful thing I wanted to share was we were encouraged to wear our traditional dress to the holy days. And so really to see an array of different colors and styles and fashions that came from people traditional dress. Sometimes I would feel a little bit envious at this because I'm American and I'm African-American. So the history of what it means for me to dress traditionally, culturally is very complicated. <laughs> but yeah, I definitely fully enjoy seeing people wearing their outfits and looking at what reverence and what sophistication and what style looks like for different cultures and i hope that's something in the future that will continue because i know already there's a western style that has spread around the world suits and ties but there's so many beautiful styles of dress that come from different corners of the world and i hope that as the baha'i community does get larger and continues to spread that people will still feel comfortable to wear their cultural dresses no matter where in the world that they are and really celebrate the beauty of different styles and the beauty and diversity not meaning that we all dress the same or look the same but that we see the richness and the significance of our differences and we celebrate them and as it's said like the flowers of a garden we complement each other and we enhance each other's beauty. To Mother is an individual initiative and provides only the personal reflections and insights of its creator, that's me. For more information about the Baha'i faith, including access to the official writings and contacts for Baha'is in your community, please visit Baha'i.org.